Good morning, my loves. Good morning, divine feminines, divine dolls, divine dudes. Okay, I think I'm almost going to create some type of a divine diamonds series because I really want us to focus on each one of us becoming um, the best part of the diamond of the collective, but also becoming multifaceted ourselves. Anyways, I was reading this morning's devotional and um, I'll kind of just skip around because the book is copyrighted and I don't want to, you know, infringe on, on too much. But this one is amazing. So um, I'm reading from the book uh, Daily Laws by Robert Greene. A lot of you know he's uh, um, what it says here. Number one, New York Times bestselling author. Um, he's also the author of 48 Laws of Power. And he also has meditations on power seduction mastery strategy and human nature now let's get into it because i have places to go people to see things to do so um for i'm reading for september 11 and it's titled the warrior's creed right so it's like ah oh, snap we're gonna be talking about going to war and fighting i read the daily law first and then I started to read the meditation and I'm like, my mind is blown. So let me kind of follow the same process. I got about a paragraph into the meditation and then I'm like, nah, I have to share this with y'all. So, okay. Um, the daily law says, sometimes the strategy you have to ignore your greater strength. Okay. Sometimes in strategy, Y'all, I think I might need glasses. Hold on. Here we go. Sometimes in strategy, you have to ignore your greater strength and force yourself to get the maximum out of the minimum. What? Major in the minors. Ignore your greater strength and force yourself to get the maximum out of your minimum. Even if you have the technology, fight the peasants war. I'm like, what? Wake up with violence? But... It makes sense. I think that, um, let me read about maybe a paragraph or so in. And it's funny because you have heard me talk about this before without even kind of understanding what was going on. Let's go. It says, reality can be defined by a sharp series of limitations on every living thing. The final boundary being death, right? So it says, we have only so much energy to expend before we tire. Only so much of the way of food and resources is available to us. Our skills and capacities can only go so far. An animal lives within those limits. It does not try to fly higher or run faster or expend endless energy amassing a pile of food or toenails, if you know, you know, for those that would exhaust it and leave it vulnerable to attack. It simply tries to make the most of what it has, right? And so some of you will remember, I've kind of talked a little bit about how I'm at a point in my life where I am conserving energy, right? Um, I'm not going to go above and beyond if it pays back in dirt, right? And so it kind of is a little bit funny, but when you talk about these relationships, it's like, I'm trying to understand you know, if I'm going to spend two hours spoon feeding somebody, clipping their toenails, you know, all the other things I've done in past relationships, um, 
it's like I, I'm still in the same position as the women who are overseas, done clipped the toenails, done the massages, done the, you know, two hours. You're still not getting married. You're still not having someone take care of your children. You know, you're still stressed out. Plus, you're having to contribute 50-50. It's not mathing for me, you know. It's like I'm at a point where I'm conserving energy. And this is what he's talking about here, right? And it can spill over into other areas of life. Let me just say this real quick, too. There's a there's a phenomenon that's called quiet quitting in the workforce. So we've been talking about the great resignation. But the phenomenon of quiet quitting is that um, people at work are not going any. Um, they're not doing any more than what is required of them because and, and I respect it. Right. Sometimes I think if I was still working my my nine to five, that's exactly what I would do, because it's like if I knew I was going to quote unquote retire in three years, then I would just go into work nine to five. If you need me to do X, Y and Z, I will do that. But I'm not staying a minute past, you know, five o'clock. I'm not, you know, I'm like taking my hour lunches. I am, you know, staying within my confines of what I'm what it is I need to do. And that's called quiet quitting. Right. So they're not outright resigning or leaving, but the days of, I think, even the collective trying to outdo the boss and having it, you know, you're not getting a pay in your increase in your pay, you're not getting the recognition, and you're not getting promoted, so why overexert yourself, right? Let's look, go into it a little bit more. It says, a, a cat, for instance, instinctively practices an economy of motion and gesture, not never wasting effort. People who live in poverty similarly are acutely aware of their limits, forced to m- make the most of what they have. They endlessly they are endlessly inventive. Okay? It says necessity has a powerful effect on their creativity. The problem faced by those of us who live in societies of abundance is that we lose a sense of limit. Hmm. Abundance makes us rich in dreams, for in a, in dreams there are no limits. But it makes us poor in reality. It makes us soft and decadent, bored with what we have, and in need of constant shocks to remind us that we are alive. Whoa, that is deep. Now this, but this makes sense too because, and again, I know a lot of us kind of talk about relationships and stuff. My genre is best in health and wealth. But um, one of the things I said is with the passport boys, it's kind of like you've already had the shock value of dating the women that are in the United States. Um, And dating is a term I use loosely at this point. Dating just means having sex with at this point. It's not like you're trying to court someone for marriage. But you go to these um, other places and it's like, wow, this, you know, I got a massage for $30 for two hours. And the whole time somebody was spoon feeding me. I had somebody like clipping my toenails and treating my, treating my, me like a king. So instead of you saying, you know, this could be my wife. This is someone who cares about me. There's value here. You leave, you go back home and then you try to find the next best, best thing. One one month it's Brazil, the next one is Philippines, the next one is Thailand, the next one is Argentina, then Colombia, then Korea, then China, then you know, and it's just never satisfied. You're always looking for 
some other experience to take you out of it. So you're just never satisfied, never satisfied, right? Um, very interesting. And, and I can even say, sometimes you do get to that point where you're looking for shock value, right? In other parts of our life. Very interesting. Mm. Um, so it says here, in life, you, you must be a warrior and war requires realism. Now that one is deep too, because, um, wow, it said in life, you must be a warrior and war requires realism. So we have to be practical, right? Um, he talked a little bit about dreams there, but we have to be realistic. And this is coming off of a couple days ago from the devotional I was talking about how to be godlike. And godlike means that you can foresee things and have a plan of action, right? So even with war, you have strategy. So I hope you're kind of with me. This is getting a this is a little bit deep, but hey, um, let's keep going. So it says, while others may find beauty in endless dreams, Warriors find it in reality, in awareness of limits, in making the most of what they have. Mm. Okay, so it says, like the cat, they, they look for the perfect economy of motion and gesture, the way to give their blows the greatest force with the least expenditure of effort. And, you know, okay, so um, because I am kind of reading some of this raw, um, I'm reflecting and trying to do it at a faster pace so that I can give you some more insights. But even the passive income lifestyle, right? It's like, how can I make my money work for me instead of working so hard? And how can I make sure that my money is multiplying versus just getting the money in and once it's out, it's gone, right? So um, when you look at things like uh, investing and um, passive income, it's like, how do I get to a salaried income while I get to sleep in a podcast if I want to book some of the best massages I've ever had in my life, drink, you know, buy whatever I need to. Um, and, and so I'm still on my on my in my process. Y'all know about. I have to keep a calendar, but I'm less than 365 days away, right? But how do I, how do I get there, right? Um, I'm going to try to think of an example also for work, okay? Um, I think we also see it in terms of what's going on with, with the uh, move towards artificial intelligence, right? Um and that has to do with, I did a couple of podcasts on it, but we're trying to figure out how to be more efficient, right? How can we get more done <laughs> with less effort? And so sometimes it can cost you your job, but I think if you're the person on the job who is implementing those things and or you're the entrepreneur or business person who's incorporating more ways to work efficiently, right? How can you get more clients in less period of time? How can you reach more people 
you know, more efficiently, instead of having to text each one individually, how can you send out mass a mass text that still is personalized to them and or reaching the certain niches within the people that are your clientele? How can you um, get more goods for less and still quality? Because I do believe in, in, in uh, I do have see the value in quality. Um, but yeah, I want, I hope that this gets the ball rolling and the, the key has been whether it's in outside sources or conversations we've had, or from this meditation, how can we become more efficient and effective, right? How can we streamline our efforts, right? And this is taking you from alpha to gamma, right? Um, I know different people have different ideas of what alpha and gamma means. I like the idea of what it means for your brain waves and your brave wavelength activity, but also effort. Um, alpha, usually from what I've studied, has to do with exertion of physical, you know, a lot of physical exertion. And brawn, um, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that every person, time and place has it and needs it. But when you start to use towards your gamma brain wave length use, um, now you start to work smarter, right? And um, I've actually said this before, whoever my next companion is going to be, you know, in the next couple of years or so, it's going to have to be someone who doesn't identify as, a, as an alpha, but a gamma, right? So he will look for ways to run his company more efficiently, how to run his household more efficiently, how to um, multiply. And I think women can be really good at this too, because we're all about multiplying results, right? And so when you look at different women, like I know one of, for an example, I can start to think of several as I'm going through, as I'm talking this through but for example one one young lady that became very successful in selling eyelashes she was able to take a model of selling 10 eyelashes and growing it into a six-figure income in like I want to say like less than six months because she figured out a model of you know the price point um, how to connect with people around her and then she taught other people how to replicate her system and it was so easy you started off with as easy as 10 10 eyelashes and how to keep some for yourself re- keep some profit reinvest the rest and keep doing it over and over and over but then because she was teaching how other people how to do it right and so instead of her having to to reach thousands of people she just set up a structure where other people were replicating what she was doing and it got to the point where she got to hire staff. It sounds a little simple and basic, but it's like, how do you, here it says, how to give the best blows, the greatest uh, force with the least expenditure of effort. Okay, let's keep going here. So it says their awareness, their awareness that their days are numbered, that they could die at any time grounds them in reality. There are things they can never do, talents they will never have, lofty goals they will never reach. That hardly bothers them. I love this so much. And y'all, I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. I promise you. This is really deep. So it says, warriors focus on what they do have, the strengths that they do possess, and that, and that they must use creatively. Knowing when to slow down, to renew, to retrench, they, 
they outlast their opponents, right? So it's almost saying like know how to pick your battles too, right? Um, I think that this is helpful uh, for even people in the black community because it can feel like we're fighting every single goddamn day and minute and hour and second. And it's like, you're just always on your toes. You know, it was funny because, um, yesterday I was, I was listening to something. I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer subscribed to it, but it comes up in my algorithm. And sometimes if I think it's an important topic, I'll just kind of slip in for like 20 minutes or so. And so it was just this whole thing of like, Oh, some of y'all are out here wearing bulletproof vests and, you know, it kind of sounded like I could be out here maniacal and just on a nervous twitch and paranoid and looking over my shoulder and just really aggressive and, you know, with people. But it's like, no, no, I know how to protect myself. I'm aware of my surroundings. I am very, you know, in my dresses and I found like the cutest headbands I'm going to share some details with you tomorrow uh later today i'm still doing a review on on how it works beautiful you know like love my perfume got my tory birch sandals on and i'm in a place where i just have a really pretty like wristlet with my keys and my credit card my id my lip gloss just real simple still feminine just really happy place but in my hand i do have a bright um, bottle of maize and you can catch the smoke if you want to and I wanted to just kind of talk about that a bit more because it says um, knowing when to slow down to renew retrench outlast your opponents it's like I'm not looking to fight everybody I'm just walking down the street I'm happy I see you have to be professional you know what I'm saying in, in some instances and presentable still a part of society, but if you come at me, come at me with all that energy, trust and believe I have the training, you know, to do exactly what I need to, to protect myself, <laughs> right? And so, um, even for those of you who are working that nine to five, this is almost in a sense of self-care. And think about it, because um, this one is an interesting message for my divine masculines too, you know, um, even when you are on the job, and I did talk a little bit about how you can feel like you want to be an alpha, right? You want to use your muscle and your power and your strength all the time. And it feels like it's 24-7. But for both men and women, you have to know how to step back, right? You, I think one of the biggest moments, even when you when you start to look at how to acquire wealth, is understanding, and I think... um. The, in the book, how rich people think, the sci- uh, how people, how rich people think by Steve Siebold, I, if I'm not mistaken, he does talk about you get to a point where you realize you only have 24 hours in your day. The difference between the wealthy and the world class is that they look for ways to leverage right? Those hours. And so then that's when they start to surround themselves with infrastructures and with other people that can help them get further. So then that's where you start to get an assistant, right? To help you. That's where you start to get housekeepers and stuff around to help you. That's where you start to order your, your goods to come in. You know, that's where you start to, um, Look at your business and say, okay, I need someone who's going to answer the phone, someone who's going to answer the emails. I have someone who's going to order the inventory on a regular basis. I have people who are going to, you know, put the stuff in storage. I have people who are going to help with the marketing. And so now you're, you're, um, 
learning to delegate, right? Still have the same 24 hours. It's funny because I talk about this. It's like Jeff Bezos has the same 24 hours we do. Bill Gates has the same 24 hours we do. Beyonce has the same 24 hours we do. Um, Joe Biden has the same 24 hours that we do, right? But what's the difference? He has staff around him. He has an infrastructure around him where he's this world power. And you might not think the highest of him, myself included. But when you look at his how he becomes a world power, he has government. He has a democracy, right? He has people in place. He has the vice presidents. He has the governors who are overseeing each of the different states, whether it be it, you know, poorly or not, you know. Um, and then you have the municipalities and the local, um, yeah, like local municipalities. I wanted to use that word. And yeah, so just start to look how other, let's, let's kind of prime our eyes to just pay attention today and see, well, today's Sunday, (laughs) but even today's Sunday is a good day to look and see these businesses are still up and running, right? So all you know is you go to work from Monday to Friday and you get paid, right? But how are these businesses still running, you know, and generating income? It's because they have systems in place, right? But coming back to this, it's um knowing, practicing self-care. Warriors, the best warriors practice self-care. Isn't that amazing? I definitely, uh, this is, this is cool because, um, I think if you're kind of like me, you think a warrior, it just really does stay in the trenches and is always training. And yours is a strategy to it too, but it says they know when to slow down, when to renew, when to retrench, and this is how they outlast their um, opponents. And, you know, for those of you who are kind of like into boxing, I like MMA type of a thing. I used to watch it with my dad when I was growing up. Um, but um, a lot of it has to do, yes, they do train. Um, but and, and you have different styles. Some people learn how to fight, you know, for all the nine nine or 12 rounds. It's been a while. Don't come for me, right? Um, all of the, the different rounds. And then some people are just kind of like knocking you out in the first round, right? Um, but the best ones learn how to, um, when to pull back and even make the other person tired so that they can wear them down. So I don't know. But here it is, the last sentence um, of the meditation. It says, they play for the long term right? They play for the long term. So we understand that life is limited. And this is could be a huge turning point for a lot of you. Because like I said, I think once you turn that corner, where you start to understand that you only have a limited amount of time, strength and resources, it forces you and I think that's why a lot of times we have start to have the conversations about retirement later in life than we should. So the younger you are, then you start to realize it is really important for me to get a good paying job. Uh, I remember when I was uh, taking my human resources class, well, my my master's was in human resources, but uh, one of the classes I took, the teacher was telling us how important it is for us to 
pay attention to the first job that we have and how important it is to negotiate and to be strategic because that forever sets the trajectory of what you will make for the rest of your life. And that could be a limiting belief of sorts, but once you're aware of it, um, it's little things like if you don't negotiate your, your salary and you take 10000 less per year, you're always going to be 10000 10, less per year. So in 10 years, you're $100,000 behind in salary of where you could have been, right? Even if you do go from job to job and get a an increase, right? And so she talked about even the difference or the importance of if you could, you know, get your first job in the East Coast because they do pay more. Is the cost of living there high? Yes. But if you can get a job in the East Coast for your first job um, and then transition back out to the West Coast, you have established your... And West Coast has high wages, but I think East Coast is more known for paying better, um, pay, better paying better and higher wages um, than in the West Coast, even though both have... Um, high cost of living, but then you can relocate to something, you know, somewhere else where your money goes a long way, but what you're taking with you is that salary, right? I hope that kind of makes sense. How, how important it is the, the sooner you start to play for the long term, the more successful you will be, right? So even if for young people, if you start to figure out, wait a minute, so all these like older women have been, you know, doing all this stuff when it comes to relationships and they're still getting the same situation or outcome. Okay, so that means I need to invest in myself, make sure that I have a strong footing, that I'm financially stable, that I, you know, don't necessarily tie myself down with kids because if I get to that age and I have to end up being self-sufficient, let me at least make sure I can take care of myself and or children as a result of it. And let me pay attention to, for the long haul, what type of um, traits will, will my husband have? So if he's trying to just come in and just trying to, you know, pump and dump and mash and pass or whatever, um, that's not going to mirror what I want for the long run. You know, I want this type of a person and this type of a person is going to be ambitious himself. He's going to be wise. He's going to um, look for certain qualities. You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking for the long term. Uh, I want to talk a bit. So I've talked a little bit about wealth. I want to make sure I'm, I'm touching what I'm good at. So I've talked a little bit about wealth and the key turning points. And um, I've, I want to talk a little bit about your health too. I was talking with someone yesterday. I had, I've been having some amazing conversations over the past couple of days. I've met people from all over um, type of a thing. And, you know, we're just lounging there by the pool. So it's like, I was talking to this young lady and we're, we're both on the younger side of the spectrum of the, of who goes there. A lot of the people who go there are retired and um, are just, enjoying their lives right and so it's it's cool her she and I are kind of like the babies of the group that are there and so um but I'm I'm a little bit older than her but um we were saying it was funny because she had the same thought process I was which was when I am their age right 
I want to be just as happy as they are, just as carefree as they are, live the lifestyle that they are. Um, and a lot of them are young at heart. So um, we're thinking for the long term. And one of the things when it comes to health, this is what I wanted to think about was, you know, some of them you can see are really healthy, but they've been going there for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? I think as much as 40 years. And some people haven't taken care of their health. And now they're at a point where they're trying to get back in shape and they're trying to reverse, you know, all of the food that they ate, all of the poor choices that they made. I know that even when um, with drinking the alkaline water, uh, you start to see the effects that it has on you. Like even to the point where when if you drink soda and then drink a whole liter of water, you have to drink so much more water to undo the damage of just even a capful of soda and water, like juices, unhealthy fruit juices, right? And you can see how it pans out in people's bodies, right? And then I know there's this one guy, He when he goes there, he um, he has his, a protruding stomach, right? It's You can tell he's had a life of eating whatever he wanted to, um, no exercise. And so he's now he's out there trying to swim, trying to get active, trying to, you know, and it's like, okay, I can try to eat as healthy as I can now try to drink as much water as I need to now really give myself the nutrients I need for my heart, for my brain, for my muscles, for my joints. Right. So that I I have a better quality of life further down the road. And. um, I really hope that this was a blessing to you. There were really a lot of really great talking points in there Um, and kind of just going back to that inner to that. uh, The beginning, which was talking about conserving energy, which is what pulled me in. Right. So I know I'm over here. Musings of a divine feminine. I could sound a little, you know, (laughs) funny and type of things. But I I also want you to trust your intuition, because a lot of the times um, we are saying and doing things and we're exactly where we need to be. But um, we just don't trust ourselves in the process. So to me, the way I conserve energy is some of the things that I've talked about, like I said earlier. Right. But that can spill over into other areas of life. How do we how do we conserve energy for what is really important? And um, I know there's been a lot of talk about soft era, you know, soft, soft woman era. Um, I think I've said everything I need to say about that and I've made my contribution. But this kind of helps you with that, too. Surprisingly, you know, whether you're doing soft life or warrior life, you know, and you're fighting for something or advocating for something, there's nothing wrong with that. The best ones know when to renew, when to retrench, when to, what was the other words? Let me me just go back here real quick. And I'm going to hop off here because I do need to go. I still have time. It's still early in the morning, but um, knowing when to slow down, to renew, to retrench um, and outlast your opponents, right? But also live a quality life, right? So um, I really hope that was a blessing for you. Until the next podcast, I probably today's Sunday. Um, 
I probably will come back on tomorrow and because I I'm gonna be busy the rest of today um yeah all right (laughs) until the next podcast have a serene beautiful relaxing um Sunday you know take time to just pamper yourself take care of yourself love on yourself don't put up with the bullshit. I know that even like in the circles I'm in, I'm seeing Mercury retrograde in their lives and type of thing. And, uh, you know, just try to help them through it and not get pulled into the stuff and um, rise. I think learning to just rise above the low frequency and not getting pulled into stuff because lately I kind of feel like if you're petty, <laughs> I do have a petty side and sometimes like, I can show you my stinger type of a thing. I'll talk about that maybe a little bit more uh, tomorrow because there's I did record some podcasts and they are petty AF, no cap. And I I took them both down. I was like, you know what? Let me leave these people alone. Let me just, you know, decide which which wars I want to fight. And um, I did promise myself that I'm, I'm going to become a better, a higher frequency person and um, get out of these uh, petty entanglements. Um, and I'm going to save that energy for when it really <laughs> comes out. Although last night I really felt like I was about to go in <laughs> with people that honestly are not even paying me or, you know, have anything to do with my, my life. So whatever. All right, y'all. Be safe. Be blessed. Love you. Bye. Oh, hold on. What is this?